So like everything that is coming out already came out and then won't come out until like the end of September or October for new releases. It's because all the good shit comes out over the summer and then the fall is just sad and depressing. We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hey guys and welcome back to uh, Wine and Dine. I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And uh, today I get to basically make this episode all about Ashley to make up for me terrorizing you last month with Harry Potter. Okay, I don't think you terrorized anybody, but you definitely decided to get on that steam train and just go. Oh yeah, I pummeled that shit in. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was on It was on this, it was on your other, the sister yeah. podcast that goes on that you had I only with Josh. Did, I only did one episode on the subject tonight. That was I, it. I'm very proud of you for that. So, but we did two on this channel channel plus we involved it in our mini-sode mm-hmm. and our outro mini-sode yep and you finally finished sorcerer's stone right yep boom so we've just done it on every single episode and it's uh august and we're still talking about it so haha <laughs> i win <laughs> <laughs> but you know what before we get started on anything we haven't talked about one very important aspect of this podcast in a really really long time Ooh, what's that what have we been leaving out I haven't talked about a Yeti in the Mist in three episodes. That's because the three episodes were all Harry Potter things. I know, and it got me off track. But guys, just listen to me real quick, because a Yeti in the Mist will no. change your life. We were doing good. Okay, well. And you know what? I never reviewed Yeti in the Mist, so meaner. Oh, uh, okay, fine. That'll be, like, next episode after the next episode after the shoot See, this is the problem that we have when we plan our episodes out in advance is that I know we're not talking about it. Yep. I'm going to find a way to put it in there. Nope. Don't worry about it. You already missed it. No, I might miss it once or twice, but I won't miss it again after the once or twice. Okay. I'm going to be on it. If I need to, like, sticky note Yeti in the mist to my forehead every time that we podcast, I'll do it. I'll make my background on the laptop a Yeti in the mist. Did he even have a good cover? No, it's, like, really awkward, so it's, like this woman sitting on her husband's lap and it just looks like he's sitting in a chair and it's one of those it's almost like um oh what is the cliche it's like two white people almost kissing do you know what i'm talking about oh you know where they have like what do you see kind of moment like a nicholas sparks book where it's like she's looking down at him and he's looking up at her and it's really romantic and then like they're almost kissing but they're not Mm. and then (laughs) So they're in a room, there's a window, and there's a Yeti just staring at them from outside the window, almost like he's a peeping Tom. None of that happened in the book. That was like... <laughs> had nothing to do with it. <gasps> Applause to whoever drew up that cover art because they knew this book was not okay, and they needed to hide it. And it was... God, it was so funny. Anyway... Uh, high high recommendations. Uh, you're never gonna find that one on my Goodreads because I don't blog. <laughs> but, but I do. <laughs> so I like I said, I talked to your guys's ear off last month about Harry Potter. So I really want to give it to Ashley, mm-hmm. not only because she's amazing, but because I'm ready to stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. That's great. Now I get to start talking. Go talk. Okay. I'm not going to talk the whole rest of the episode. Well, you're going to talk. Well, you cannot not talk. Plus, we've already planned it out, and I have to talk. But Right. 
So basically what we decided here for the whole month is that it's going to revolve around me and my one some odd weird quirky thing that I do. Yeah. Which is I actually review books on Goodreads. And if you've never checked out Goodreads, um, please do. Goodreads.com. It's an awesome website. Um, what it's there for really is to help you log all the books that you want to read, have read, can't wait to read, can't stand that it's two months out, you need it now, where the hell is this reading, How, when is this book coming to me, give it to me now kind of moments. <laughs> I always think of um, Colbert when he, because I've seen that meme on that, yeah. on, the cha- on the channel, so, give it to me now. <laughs> oh, that's how I feel on a few of these. But um, like, it's a great tool. And I use that tool in particularly to get my thoughts and opinions out on books. Now, I don't have an official blog page yet. Yet. Um, Yet. It's one of those things where it's been in the back of my mind now for about a year. And I basically told myself, well, what I'll do is I'll start small. And I was like, I'll just start using Goodreads as my outlet. And so it's been about two years actually now since I started this journey. And I feel like I, as myself, probably don't get a lot of views. And that's okay. I view I'm not, you. You view me, yes. I goodness. love your Goodreads page. But I, I'm not very mainstream. Mm-mm. Most likely because I'm not on YouTube. I, I don't push it as much as I should. I I do have a Twitter account. I do have an Instagram account. They are linked. But I'm not a hardcore person, I guess, with it yet. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. I use a (laughs) lot of pretense, if you can't tell. Because this is something that I am very passionate about. I'd love to do. I'm just not sure if it's in the cards yet. Um, But what got me into doing blogs is solely because I love reading I want other people to enjoy it too and my style of writing when I first started it actually mirrored that of one of the game grumps like his original stuff he put out there about Zelda I actually quoted a line off of him are you talking about Aaron Hansen right now yes yes (laughs) yes so one of his one of his really old old um Zelda YouTube videos as he did is he was crucifying Ocarina of Time. Like, crucifying it. And, like, he literally stops mid-rant and just basically tells everybody, he's like, I'm going to get crucified for this. Yeah. And I just, like, took that as, you know, that's kind of how I talk. That's how I chat with people. You know, because Prior to that, I had been really stuffy in my reviews. Mm -hmm. And after watching that, I was like, you know, this guy's getting millions and millions of views, millions of likes just for being himself. Yeah. I talk like that. Maybe my my readers would would like me to start talking like that. I do. And it's been it's been a wholly different ballgame now. Like I've had a few people actually comment on my reviews other than you, Mm -hmm. you know, telling me like, oh, you're really funny or oh, you know, you're totally right about this whole thing. It's totally poo poo. Yeah. And like it all started because I, I watched that video with my fiance and I was just like, you know what? 
F it. I'm I'm gonna just be me. And I reviewed something. I don't even remember what the review was, but I literally stated in the review, I'm gonna get crucified. Yes. For saying this, but it's the truth. And that's something that I really try to put forth in all of my blogging. And I think that's what sets me apart from a lot of other bloggers. Yes. Because a lot of the blogs that I follow personally are very straightforward. You know, here's the here's a photo of the book. This is what the book's about. This is what we don't like about the book. And it's really, really lengthy. And they go into great detail. I myself, I'm more of a mashup reviewer, honestly. Like, there are times where I'll go into great lengths into my reviews. But I don't, I don't just, like... I, I pick and choose what I want to tell the reader yeah. about. Like, if you go and you look, my most recent one is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Now, this has been a long time since I've read that. And I even tell you that straightforward. It's been a long time since I've read this. I'm coming pretty much back to this book with fresh eyes again. It, it's been a long time. But I pretty much tell you up front, I love this book. It is something that I cherish. And then I feel a lot of us cherish. Mm-hmm. So you know right off the bat, I'm not going to grill this book. Now, I actually do always try to put in a good thing and a bad thing in this book. Yeah. With Harry Potter, I didn't do that at all. Because, honestly, I don't feel like there are too many... Bad things? Problems with it. Yeah. So, like, I give books a 1 to 5 scale. 1 being... Jesus, what what were you trying to do? Did you not even, like, pick up a dictionary at all in this? Like, what were you thinking? Book uh, two out of five is, okay, it, it, it it's bad. It, it could have been better. It's not, it's not a one. Yeah. Pretty much. Three is pretty much your middle of the road. It's okay. I read it. I read it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was okay. Normally, my threes are literally my my cover buys. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot. There, there's there been a few gems in there where my cover buys turn out to be amazing. But, like, Little Black Dress, Little White Lies, total, total pickup at the library because I was like, oh, Audrey Hepburn, New York. I like these. I like themes. both of these things. I like both. Why not read this? It's summertime. I want something fun. And... Yeah, it was good. It was okay. It had some meaning behind it. I I could probably live without ever reading it again. Yeah. Number four, um, four out of five is, I really liked what you were doing in this book. I can really see this going in a great direction. There was a few things that I don't agree with or didn't like or you might have missed your opportunity yeah. with. But it's not a bad book. Those are... I would recommend those books. Like, Prospero Redding. Ugh. The Tale of Prospero Redding. I believe I gave that a four, maybe a five star, honestly. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure you gave it a five. I'm pretty sure I gave it a five, just because of just the sheer, like, I laughed through that whole book. It was amazing. It was really good. It's one of the, not one of the few books that she's recommended to me that I've loved, but when she recommends books to me, like, she'll recommend a book to me that she gave a three to. And so there's sometimes where I'm just like, okay, does she really like this book or does she just think I'll like this book? And she gave this one a five, re- gave it to me, and I was like, 
I mean, I flew through that one. It's amazing. To, to the point where she had to ask me back for it two weeks later. She's like, you ever, ever going to give me that book back? Like, you want to you you wanna wanna relinquish it, my property? You want to give it back? No. No, no, I don't. Okay, Thanks for asking, well, though. I guess I'll have to go buy me another copy. No, David came and snatched it one day, but... <laughs> He's my recon yeah, man. The Dreadful Tale of Prosper Redding. You give it five stars. Okay, good. So a five out of five pretty much is the, this is amazing. Everybody needs this in their life. It was great. I I just, I loved it. And it's it one of the only me. ones I can think of that you've given a five out of five to. I'm not a big five out of five giver i'll be honest i'm i am i am more willing to give a book a four or a Mm 4.5 than a full five because for for me to give a full five i feel like that book has to just blow my mind and Mm -hmm. blow my mind doesn't mean like oh my god it was so amazing and all the characters and oh my gosh i'm gonna go get a whole sleeve of this i'm gonna get a whole sleeve of prosper reading art on me actually that'd be kind of cool yeah that would actually be real cool don't even lie but like it has to to come together i think with almost like everything good within that genre yeah like i gave harry potter and the sorcerer's stone a five out of five it brought together everything that i could probably want mm-hmm. for that genre and i feel like a lot of my readers give me a hard time i know you gave me a hard time too when it comes to my ratings but again i don't want to tell you something just to make you go buy something no and i i, I do i don't mean to give you such a hard time but like i am just always so like I don't even have to know you to support you. I'm like, four out of five. You did your thing. Even if I really think it was like a two, mm-hmm. I'm like, at least a three. Like, I always bump it up. I can't think of a book that I've given a one to. Yeah. I didn't even give a one to um, The Hellbound Heart. I still gave it a two. Yeah. So I think I gave mine a... Actually, no. I gave it a three. See? You I rated it higher than me. So I think but that was more because I could actually like see where the cus- where the author was going with the story, and it was a book within a series. So I yeah. was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it a three. I know what you're doing. I know where you're going. Do I like it? No. Yeah. Will I ever read this? No. Technically, I DNF that book. I only made it to chapter four. That's all Jesse made it through. It's bad. It, it's real hard. I'm not saying that Clive Barker's not a good author. Don't get me wrong. All I'm saying is that that was not the book for me. But, like, I think part of the reason I give you a hard time is that I'm jealous that you are much more honest <laughs> about your rating scale than I am. Yeah. Because I really am. Like, I don't know if it's just, like, some part of me in my head that's like, the author could see this, and what if the author doesn't like me for my book rating? Like, I I don't think that's what I'm doing, but I'm always, like, in the back of my head, they tried their hardest. They should get an extra star. I mean, I've been invited through Goodreads to send questions out to authors because they're doing, like, a QA and a through Goodreads. Mm -hmm. I've gotten hit up quite a few times for that. And I'm like, okay, maybe they're hitting me up because I've read a lot of the books and I make a lot of comments on the feed lines. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, maybe they actually did read my reviews and go, well, maybe this is a good person to ask because she's really honest. She really does care about, you know, what the author is doing. Let's reach out to her. I get those maybe every two to three months. I'll get somebody from the Goodreads team email me 
can be like, hey, we're doing this Q&A with an author, with that, an you author that you've, you know, either read a few books on or you highly recommended, you know, would you like to submit a question? So while I'm not like the out there, like getting all these views and all these likes and all these followers, I am still getting noticed. And that exactly. was really what I wanted was just to get my feed out there. Well, and Goodreads is surprisingly a good place to get some perks. Mm -hmm. So, for example, my stepmom uh, is really into romance books, specifically like Amish romance. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's a real big thing. Anyway, yeah. she is also very much a Goodreads blogger. She gets out there and she does her thing. Mm -hmm. And she actually had an author reach out to her that said, hey, we noticed that you liked this, this, and this. We're coming out with a new series. We want to send you a free copy. Yep. As long as you review it. It doesn't have to even be a good review. If you hate it, give us that one star. Yeah. But as long as you will review it, we'll send you a book for free. Mm -hmm. I think that's only happened to her like once or twice. But like... It's really rare. You could still get it to happen though. So yeah. like if you guys are interested in a Goodreads, even if it's just the possibility of some free stuff. Yeah. Free stuff. They have um, giveaways constantly too mm -hmm. on that page. And there's people that make lists. And when I'm talking about lists, I'm like... I'm talking about like three to four pages long of just books on a specific topic. Um, there, that list that I told you that you needed to look into. Yeah, there's like three pages out there uh -huh. of that stuff. Like it's, and I just randomly found it. Like I was just looking through stuff on Goodreads because there's a book to movie adaptation coming out. Um, and I just, I wanted to see what the book was. I'm trying to remember, I think it's like the, the expensive Asian or something like that. It's the like, expensive Asian? I've seen it. Crazy in, Rich Asians. Asians. There you go. Well, yeah. amazingly enough, that was the one I was trying to find like the actual book on, just kind of see. And I happened to stumble upon, what was that? The name of it? Crazy Rich Asians. No. Oh. The, the Listopia thing that I sent you. Um, shoot. Uh, it was like... Just pull up my text messages Vagina here. something. Yep. I don't remember. And I literally responded back to that something like, is this because you think I read too much smut? <laughs> like, are you insulting me right now? No. No, I didn't even mean it like that. I just... When we went book shopping uh, last month or so... Yeah. I basically was like, hey, I think th this book reminds me of you. And I didn't mean it that way, but it was basically like a woman whose life is falling apart. <laughs> I didn't take it to heart, honestly, but I was just like, I knew you liked that type of genre. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. There's like 50 to 100 books on here so that she many. could like sink her teeth in and a few of those books I have actually read and I didn't realize they were considered like smutty books yeah I want to say that the list she sent me was like vagina fantasy files or something no it was, so it was stupid. not it was stupidly named hold on it was great okay it, it was it was kind of funny okay check I tweeted I sent it to you, you via twitter oh that's why I'm on facebook uh, vagina, er, vaginal fantasy book club. Okay, I wasn't crazy. I said vagina fantasy <laughs> files. Vaginal fantasy book club is real close. 
But the thing is, it's a real thing. Yeah. Like, they have a webpage and a a book club and a monthly subscription. It's cray cray. But, like, I I saw that and I was just like, I I have to tell her. And she might hate me. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hate her. I thought (laughs) it was, I thought it was a real, like, dumb name but so dumb I couldn't not laugh at it you know what I mean like every time that I would well, click on it and what threw me for a loop is Gail Carriker's books are on there and I'm just sitting here going wait a second I've read almost every Gail Carriker book out there I don't think every single one of them is smut I think no. a lot of them are like some of them are like women empowerment sci-fi paranormal romance but they do talk about um, doing it oh, in the back seat of a carriage <laughs> and I some other things. See, but I wouldn't consider that smut. Like, that's That's, that's pretty tasteful. That's suggestive. Well, they did it, and it's just described to you. Like, I mean, but it's not like they were like, and he put this there, and she did this thing with the thing, <laughs> and like... No, no, he pretty much like puts her on his lap, and she's like, oh, that's what that is for oh see when you were describing it to me i was thinking of the scene where from titanic where it's just like steamy handprint boom that's it well i'm pretty sure that probably could have happened yeah but like no like they're sitting on each other like one side's on one side of the carriage and the other person's on the other side of the carriage and they're talking and they've already gotten married yeah they got married at the end of the book so that's no biggie like that's just a thing it happens and like they're on the the way to his castle. Pal- yeah, castle. He's a Scottish nobleman castle. We'll just call it a castle. And, like, he just grabs her and has, and she's, like, straddling him on his lap. And he, she's like, oh, that's what the rocking motion is actually meant to help with. Oh, good lord. <laughs> and he just, like, n- he's half werewolf. And so he, like, nuzzles her. And, yeah, he's kind of just kind of he just they go to town in the carriage pretty much except they're going to town to his castle that's not in town right <laughs> i make innuendos <laughs> awkward pretty much yeah no which is also a good reason that i don't have my own like book review th- i mean i have one on goodreads i just never use it mm. occasionally like i'll be like five stars and then i won't explain it at all like it, i'm real bad is- at that it is time consuming. I'm not gonna lie. But I would also say real dumb stuff like that. And then he took her to town, away from the town, to his castle outside of the town. Like, <laughs> he just and I most people can't some... follow me in in person, let alone on a Goodreads page. I think that's something I struggle with, and that's like why why coming into like finding my own way of like making those jokes like i i will be typing and then i'll be like i'll come up with something stupid and then i'll sit there for a few seconds go do my readers actually want to know what i just thought and five times out of ten it's yeah sure we'll we'll put it in there because it's the truth and you just gotta know like i literally did a shout out to peeves in my harry potter (laughs) i was like and things were omitted peeves will be missed sorely like (laughs) it's a thing you're gonna have to just kind of get over that like peeves is a thing we all know he's a thing i will never get over it don't lie to me like that's something else where i will literally call i'll break that that wall there with my readers and i will go don't lie to me don't don't lie to me and tell me you didn't do 
what I just did because I know you did it. <laughs> so don't lie. I mean, that's I, I maybe I, I just I do that. I'm just I want to bring my readers into where they're reading this, and while they're reading it through a third like a portal, maybe they can envision me actually sitting up next to them and be like, "Girlfriend, you know you did that. Don't lie to me." You totally did it, and I'm not going to... You can't hide it. Okay, confession time. <laughs> There's a lot of times in your Goodreads where you'll be like, has anyone else done this? And I'll be reading it, and I'll literally just <laughs> raise my hand up in the air, and then I'll just keep reading. Like, <laughs> like I'm taking roll call for absolutely no one. No one else knows I'm reading this book. And I've yet to be caught doing it by, like, Jesse or Taylor or anybody, but I know it's going to happen at some point. They're just going to walk in, and I'm going to be reading my phone with my one hand up in the air, and I'm going to have to pretend I'm exercising or something. Like... But that's like what that's that's my personality and I and I try really hard to get that through my my blogs and out to my readers. I know there was at one point where you you know asked me a while back when I originally started this is how can you be so non-judgmental but judgmental in the same way mm -hmm. like you when you started you know podcasting you you literally asked me like how do you do it how do you take negativity and turn it into something else because you hadn't found your stride yet either no. so and and for me it's just one of those like i I'm being truthful, and this is my thoughts these are my opinions if you don't like it you can scroll on down you can read somebody else's I mean, it's not like this is your job. You're not getting paid to write this. This is something you do for fun. Right. So, like, obviously you're not going to be – you're not going to be anything other than yourself. Right. But on the few occasions that I have written a review, I don't know, I end up hating myself later and taking it down. <laughs> I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I used to review – a couple but in the very beginning you were also the one that introduced me to goodreads so like mm -hmm. i started that back when we were still working at 811 together yep like it would be like a saturday i wouldn't have anything else to do on the phones and so i was just like goodreads review and i know i used to put up a lot of stuff but it would be very analytical but then later i'm like maybe i was too analytical oh nobody nobody liked it no mm -hmm. one agreed with me maybe i'm wrong and i'd take it down and i'd second guess myself yeah. and what you're really good at is like what you said earlier where i'm gonna get crucified for this Oh, well. Like. I, I'm going to own up to it. Like, that was my moment where I was just like, I'm owning up to this. This is me. This is how I talk. This is how I'm going to communicate with you guys. I'm going to break that wall. I don't always break the wall. There mm -hmm. are reviews out there where I'm just straightforward. Here it is. Cut and dry. This book is crap. You can always tell that she's going to do that, by the way, because the beginning of her Goodreads post, I kid you not, is always... I apologize for this review being short and sweet. <laughs> and it's always a book that she has like a three-star review on. Mm. And it's because she doesn't have that great of a thing to say about it. Yeah. Because I've noticed that if she really likes a book, she'll make the time to write out the big review. So if she has a really long review, either it's a one or it's a four <laughs> or a five. If it's a short review, it always starts out the same way. Uh, I know. And I it's just a, it up. it's just a meh book. I don't necessarily think you do because for me, that's almost like becoming your thing. Okay. Oh, if Ashley felt meh about a book, I don't even have to look at the review. If it starts out, sorry for this review being short and sweet. I'm no, I know it's meh. But meh. do you still read it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
See, that's what I'm. I'm it doesn't take with. any time. I know it's going to be short and sweet. Like, there's no point in me being like, eh, short and sweet, go away. Like, because mm. I want to know why it's meh. Because maybe for you, mm. a Yeti in the Mist is meh. A Yeti in the Mist got DNF. But a Yeti in the Mist for me was six out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing. I made it. No. Um. But you know, obviously, we might have different opinions. So maybe you're like. This is just a genre that I didn't like, and I tried to force myself into it because it was a book club book or something, and I really... I even reviewed the book club books. Oh, I know, but, like, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. maybe I loved it and you didn't. So I always try to read them. And, I mean, I don't read a whole lot of Goodreads reviews. I will if I'm looking up the books. Mm -hmm. So, like, for um, the lives of things that I'm going to be reading, or the lives of things that I'm going to be reading this month, I looked up the Good View or the Goodreads, Good like, synopsis. Yeah. And then underneath it, I was looking up a couple reviews underneath yeah. it. So, like, if I'm really interested in a book and I'm not sure if I want to get it or not, I'll do that. But yeah. you're the only one that I can think of off the top of my head that, like, anytime you post a review, I'm like, and reading, stopping what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I think well, part you. of that is, like, friend support, and the other part of it is, like, what is she going to say <laughs> this time? Okay. Well, that does make me question kind of what... Because I've been doing this for a long time. Yes. So, and you haven't started reading them until just about this maybe a year? Yeah, in the past year. In the past year. In the very beginning, and I think you even uh, own, owned up to this, you, you agreed you were kind of analytical and boring and very normal. And so you were the type of book reviewer that I would read if I wanted to know whether or not I wanted to buy a book, if it was even worth my time. Right. What is the general view of it? How many stars did you give it? What's the general plot? Am I going to really like it? Would they recommend it? Yeah. And that was kind of what it is in the beginning. And now, I've pulled up some of my favorites. <laughs> so, I I actually didn't know, and I don't remember doing this in the beginning, mm. but on Goodreads, you don't just have to give a review when you're done with the book. Mm. You can give a review at any point. You can, you can say, I'm on page one, and leave a review. Yeah. Okay. So what I really like doing every once in a while is if I know Ashley's reading a book, I just go back and see what she's randomly put because I have no idea what's going on in the book at all. Oh, yeah. You can, like, mark the number, a page that you're on. And yeah. And be like, what the hell did that happen? So, for example, on July 6th, <laughs> Ashley was 97% done with the book Glitter by April Lynn Pike. <laughs> okay. Says Ashley made progress with Glitter. Progress. 97% done. Her comment, I'm all for bringing this world to the ground, <laughs> but why do we have to have the full-on angst between Danica and Saber? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there not knowing anything about this book, and I'm like, you're all for bringing this world to the ground. <laughs> because to her, that comment makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. To me, as an outsider, it's just random and funny, and it's like... I just want her to I, – I don't just want this to be on Goodreads. I want her to tweet this and just, like, hashtag it with something <laughs> weird and just get people confused because I'm confused, interested, intrigued, and it's funny. Like, so I didn't know that you could do that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, I would – the only time I would ever mark in progress with or whatever mm -hmm. was, like, I don't have a bookmark with me anywhere. I'm not going to remember what page I'm on. I'll yeah. go to Bookreads. I'll mark my page. Like, that Good was, like, reads. a last yeah. – uh, I'll, I'll go to ditch effort. Right yes, there. it was a last ditch effort yeah. to mark my page. Whereas, like, there's a lot of people now that just want to update you. Well, I'm halfway done with the book, and yeah, it's and not I do bad. that on my Twitter account too. Like, that's how I try to keep myself 
almost on track on track yeah. but at the same time like i'll tweet out because most of my reading unfortunately i i do during the weekend so like i'll do my hashtag weekend goals yeah which is i'm gonna finish this book or i'm gonna get 75 percent into this book or oh i am 25 percent going into the weekend and this is how i feel you know i i try to do that with my twitter and link my I'm always linking my Goodreads review yes. on my Facebook page, on my Twitter account, which is uh, at Turn the Page Dear. If you would like to follow me or check anything out, that's my handle pretty much yeah. everywhere. So, but I try to keep everybody in the loop. Like, I, I really do try to, like, anything I post is either funny or, or grabs you or it makes you want to go, hang on a second, you're 75% of the way through this book and you want the the world to burn and you hate the inks between the two main characters like what is going on in this book kind of moment where you're like maybe maybe I need to read more into it or maybe I need to click her link or you know kind of get I hate, I hate to say the word clickbait but I use a lot of clickbait without using clickbait yes well I mean you gotta grab attention somehow mm. because I'm sorry starting a, like a review out with the title I gave this book four out of five stars because it was a decent book. No, that didn't grab me in any sort of way. If you if you title your book, what? Explosions? I'm going to read that. Like, I want to know what you're talking about. Yeah. So you have to kind of be clickbaity sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, like, at the same time, you can't be so clickbaity that you're like, I'm literally going to kill myself over this book. Mm -hmm. like, don't Don't do that. Don't don't go that far. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I've noticed on YouTube. Like, um, I literally got pulled over uh, for doing nothing. And then if you watch the video or whatever, it's like I had a tail light out and um, and I was going 30 miles over the speed limit. Okay, well then you weren't doing nothing. Like mm, you're making you're doing something. Yeah, you're you're making this seem like a cop is coming at you. Like I'm not I'm not saying I watch those. I'm just saying that's that's clickbait to me. Yeah, you're attention grabbing oh thank you clickbait's bad attention grabbing is good okay <laughs> so speaking of good i i tried to get a few of my favorite ashley reviews so some of these aren't always like laugh your ass off funny but mm. a lot of them are entertaining enough that like even if you're not ashley's friend and you don't know her in person you don't know what she sounds like it's it's gonna be entertaining to read it'll put a smile on your face so this is the her review of the fill-in boyfriend by Casey West. Oh, that was a good one. Are you guys ready for this review? Wait, I'm done? This can't be right. There has to be more to this story. Rolling credits? No. How is this possible? I was so into these characters and the story was just, ah! Oh! Has this happened to anyone else? I can't be the only person out there. These were my thoughts when I still had 20 minutes left on my commute to work. I wasn't ready to let go and, good lord, I forget his name, fill in Bradley. <laughs> I fell for their story even though it was immature and had plot holes, but I liked it. It was just what I was needing at the time. I'm not going to make this better than what it was. Sorry, Miss West, a lot of readers don't care for the self-absorbed Gia who can't even remember a random PC name. Pause. You can't even remember what this Chase's <laughs> name. Do not talk right now. Um... You've had four classes with this person and you still have no idea who he is. Sound about right? Yeah, I'm not buying that, but you're going to try to explain how horrible Gia is at the start of the book. 
Does Gia change her ways? Well, I'm not really sure. Gia comes to understand what she has been taking that she has been taking advantage of people and only cares about her image, but so does her friends. She does make an effort to be a better person, but since we just stop right after the main aha moment, I'm not really sure if she actually does. Who's going to say uh who's to say she goes back to her ways when she gets to college? We don't know, and I'm not okay. <laughs> so that <laughs> I'm reading this. And all I'm getting is, man, Ashley, you sound a little bit angry here. <laughs> little bit snarky, little bit sarcastic. She still gave the book four out of five stars, though. <laughs> I really was happy. She she really seemed to like it, but at the same time, I'm reading this. And I, I still, I, I think my favorite part is, and good Lord, I forget his name, <laughs> Phil-in Bradley. I don't know who Bradley is, but here's your fill-in. Some guy I don't remember. And then literally three sentences later, she says that she can't remember some random guy's name. The character could remember the random PC name that you had three classes with. And I can't remember the the secondary main love interest. I have no idea what his name is. He was like Jake. I went back through and I found it. So, sometimes there'll be full reviews like that. Other times, her first review, I think this might have been an error on Goodreads' behalf, Mm. because the thing says that you're finished with it, but then underneath it, it says your progress is only 321, so I don't know. What is it? Uh, The Cruel Prince. And they finished it. The only thing it says, though, under this one is, I asked them really nicely not to get together. (laughs) So I think that was probably like a midway one that was just showing up on my phone as finished or whatever. No, I didn't finish it. It seemed like a full review should be there, but it it just says I asked them really nicely not to get together. I did. I'm sure that'll work. (laughs) I pleaded really hard with the book. Did it work? Did they listen? Did the book cure you? Not really. But I feel like that's another one of those moments where like maybe not actually did I raise my hand but like I thought about it like yeah I've done that been there <laughs> I pleaded with that book before been there mm-hmm. I've, I've done the same thing no don't you get together well like um mortal instruments yeah when I thought that Clary and Jace were related I'm sitting there like no no it's not okay because like in the book and the movie he's like I know that's what they say but I just don't feel it in my heart okay but you just you they're can't, not you can't technically. just I, okay but they are but they're not but they are but they're not Okay, they're linked by Gabriel's blood? Well, no, he's... Yeah. Because they tested out on three children. Yes. And uh, Sebastian got the demon blood. Right. And Jace got the angel blood. Yeah, and Carrie also got angel blood. Yeah, but she got a different angel's blood, didn't Mm -mm. she? She got the same one. It was just one of those... um, One was already born and one was still in the womb. Oh, yep, 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 you're right. Anyway, but... um, And that's the reason why um, Jace and Clary are drawn to each other. Because of the angel blood. But in the first book, they legitimately have just found out that they're siblings, supposedly. Mm. They have nothing but that proof in front of them from who they both believe to be their biological father. And he has the balls to say... I don't believe it. It doesn't feel true to me. Well, it better start feeling something, Jace. <laughs> like, and I was literally saying that the whole time. I was like, no, no. 
And you keep reading and I mean, reading. Yes, there's so many books to and that. And you get to book five, and you finish, and you're just like, oh, good. All Thank right. God yep. it's over. Y'all go do your thing. Go <laughs> do your thing. Goodness. You ain't related. You're fine. Uh, okay. Simon is still the best friend in the world. <laughs> Sorry. Wine time. Oh, okay. So this is her review of The Giver. Oh, and this God. one, um, it, it's not, it's not, but wait, why are you shaking your head like you no, hate it? I'm not sure about that one. So this is what I would refer to as Ashley giving you all the information you need while still being Ashley. It's not necessarily funny or sarcastic mm-hmm. or quippy, but it's like, I read this in your voice. I could not read this in your voice. Aww. Okay, it says... I would think by now most if not all of my readers would know that I'm not a huge fan of utopian novels. They always choose to show women as cows for breathing to further the race. And personally, I don't like that. Kind of sets me off each time. (laughs) It just ruins any hope for the book to be good. So I was worried picking this up that that there would be those types of triggers for me and that a very well-known and respected book would be torn to shreds here. uh, That fellow reader's uh, oh, and that fellow readers would hate me. I was preparing for this so that I could be ready. But you'll be happy to know that I'm rating this a four out of five. And don't worry, I will have I have gone through and reworked my rating scale so that it will match with that of the Goodreads scale. So no more review, uh, confusing reviews. At hope, at least I hope. <laughs> I went back and looked at this date or whatever, and you wrote this mm-hmm. during book club last year when we were reading The Giver. Yep. So this is before you you've improved. Yeah. Your rating scale. Okay. So then you go on to explain that a four to you just means that it was good, but there's still a few things that you didn't like. And that you felt that that was very true of The Giver. It was good. It pulled you in and uh, had you turning page after page trying to figure out what their plans were. Mm -hmm. Um, You opted for the book with illustrations, which just added another um, layer of funness to it. Mm -hmm. Um, As Jason saw color, the illustration grew in color. Uh, which was a really cool aspect. We're so used to seeing color that the gray or yellowish tones with a pop of color showed us just how vivid the apple was. I highly recommend that if you have a choice to pick up this version to do it. So, yes, it's I'm still reading it in Ashley's voice, and I'm still hearing her say all of these things. And I can totally understand your view of the utopian society mm-hmm. and how that might be like a turnoff. Yeah, that that's one of my, like, <sighs> triggers. But you've still rated it highly and you're telling people why you would recommend it and to me that is like perfect good reads viewing because i can hear it as not just some i don't know snooty person that sat in their in their office and this is what i do for a living and i'm so right and everything that i type you'll listen to because i know what i'm talking about instead i heard it as okay this is a girl my age that has just read this book that knows what i'm talking about in terms of why does everyone keep writing about these utopian societies which is a really weird thing for me because even though i have that view i'm still gonna read it Mm -hmm. like i'm a stickler for it i can't anyway um i i was able to relate to it you still made me want to read it just because of how vividly literally just talking about how vivid the apple was Mm -hmm. i've seen the giver the movie I read the Lois Lowry book when I was in, like, I don't know, sixth grade, fifth grade, something right. like that. And so I already read it, and I want to go out and buy this new book because I've never seen 
the grayscale apple thing in the book. Like, I think it's just like a totally different thing for me. It was really cool because everything was really grayed out and the pages were like a weird, like creamy yellow. Mm -hmm. So like you have this grayscale and you see the two boys throwing the apple back and forth. So everything's on gray, but yet there's this beautiful red, delicious apple in the middle of the page and you're just yeah. like your your eye is immediately drawn there and you're like looking at it in a whole new way because you have these two kids both in gray both very plain on the page but yet this apple just looks so inviting and just so gorgeous and just was like you could almost stop and like be there with the main character because he too sees the apple in color yeah at one point and that shocks him and it's one of those moments where i where i feel like the giver finally kind of said something to me where i'm like wait a second if i took away not being able to see the color spectrum on my eyes and then randomly got to see what you know a flower looked like or what you know my car actual color my car looked, looked like it'd be very overwhelming for your senses and I felt like that's kind of what those photos in this book try to present. It's it's like you're you're trying to see color again in a whole new light. Yeah. Like um, for the baby that uh, that comes to be a part of the family. Yeah. He you see him twice as a photo, but on the second photo you you actually get to see the color of his eyes, and it's blue. Aww. Like you have like they're like a weird like bluish gray tint to him, but he's all gray. So it's like one of those, okay, is the character seeing the child's color of the eyes or is it just one of those recognitions because you know that the main character has blue eyes, the giver has blue eyes, this baby, baby has, has blue, blue eyes. eyes. Yeah. And there's that connection. So I don't know. It, it's I, I didn't particularly like the giver had, unfortunately, the trigger. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of that trigger. That's honestly why I hate Utopians and I stay away from Utopians for the most part now because I've recognized that. I've read a few, I've read a good handful of Utopian books and I just know if it, if it has that trigger in it or if it does, you know, give off that persona in a YA book, I don't want to, I don't want that Yeah, in my, my reading palette. See, and the weird thing is, is, like, most of the time I agree with you, but, like, on a side note, I'm super obsessed with The Handmaid's Tale right now, so... I feel like that's made for adults, though. It is. It's made for adults, and they don't shy away from... Okay, uh, 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 this is this is my example for it, or not my example, my explanation for it. Mm. In the book, like, The Giver, right? the fact that there is literally a position of that somebody that just gives birth to these kids all the time... right? They, they glance over that. Not that important. Yeah, they just kind of sidestep it. In The Handmaid's Tale, <clears throat> the whole point of this is like, hey, this is a thing, and it's real messed up. <laughs> like, the whole point of The Handmaid's Tale is to be like, no, nah, this isn't cool. No, That's, it's, This is not okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's... So it's a utopian book that knows it's a utopian book. Yeah, no, it's, it's not okay. The, here's my issue with it. If it's in YA and it's done explicitly to show that and to bring that home like hard hitting bring it home I don't want to support it because then 
that makes it okay and it's it's not you're putting young kids you you're putting these books in the ability to have kids pick this up and think that that type of mentality is okay in the world or could be okay in the world yeah and being a mother is supposed to be something special and supposed to be something where you're supposed to cherish and love and I don't know I just I, I, I can't get behind that almost and oh I, no I completely agree with you like I think that's part of the reason that I'm kind of getting so into the Handmaid's Tale is like she the whole premise is that she's kidnapped to be a mother mm-hmm. to like to have children for people that can't have children yeah but they rip her daughter away from her So in order for them to get a family, they ruin hers. And like, what? You want a family so bad, but you don't, you think she's lesser than you. So she doesn't get to have one. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Um, just a really quick one to end it. Cause I feel like, I feel like I should probably let you talk at some point. (laughs) Um, one of my favorite ones that she has ever done is one sentence. It was right smack dab in the middle of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, no. And the line is, well, this just became dangerous. (laughs) And I don't know why that one gets to me every time. But every time I scrolled past it, like, looking through this list of, like, what do I want to put on here? What's my favorite? What did she do, Mm -hmm. like, really well? I'm thinking in my head, and obviously it's been a hot second since I've read The Cursed Child. Like, I read it when it came out in, was it 2016? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read it like the week it came out so like in my head I'm thinking which part because it got real dangerous in like the very beginning when Harry was like hey I'm gonna pay a lot of attention to James and Lily and they're just gonna soak in the spotlight and I'm gonna tell you to do the same thing and oh you don't want to do that I think it was when like, they really changed the timeline yeah when they actually started messing with the chain of events yeah, yeah. but like there are a lot of times and I'm like which which part are you at, Ashley? There's there's a lot of dangerous points in this book. There's a lot of things that shouldn't be done. But while I was scrolling, right underneath it, the one she made, so she made that comment, first of all, at 6.03 a.m., because she just wakes up and wants to blog. Um, but at 8.50 a.m., the day before, she had written, I find it funny that Scorpius is hairy. Anyone else? <laughs> yes, everyone else. Like, that was kind of the whole point is that Scorpius is basically the Harry of this story and like I know that Albus Severus is supposed to be like the main character mm-hmm. or whatever but like Draco's son is Harry now yeah pretty much So he pretty much gets this idea in his head that we're gonna change it all irony and we're gonna make it so you have a better life sure and we gotta steal a time turner from your aunt's Aunt's quotation mark yeah. from your aunt's office, office at the thing, even though it was supposed to be destroyed, but she didn't destroy it. And now we're gonna take it and we're gonna mess things up. And I know we shouldn't mess things up, but we're gonna because I because we're friends and that's what friends do. <laughs> we mess things up together. <laughs> and then I accidentally got you killed. <laughs> you remember that time? Oh my gosh, I have one. And I don't know if you liked this one or not. But this oh, one, I liked a lot of them. This one's my favorite. It's the one I did for Wonder Woman Warbringer by Lee Bardugo. Okay. And I I start, I start gave it five out of five stars. Oh, you have given another one yeah. five stars. 
and I started off as such. I feel like I need to start this off with a disclaimer about how much DC lore or history played a part in my reading, my read through. The only information I had going into this book was what I got from the Wonder Woman movie and that came out a while back. Thus, I will not talk about the new reboot or how this retelling might affect the DC world or how this retelling draws on some of her old timey thing and my phone just died on me sorry no. no okay here which one is it i'll pull it up on my it's the wonder woman warbringer one wonder woman warbringer there it goes yay came back oh, on yay. yay or how this retelling might affect the dc world or how this retelling draws on some of her original characteristics from the 1950s so i really had no prior knowledge <laughs> i'm sorry i know you guys can't see me staring <laughs> clearly i have some knowledge if you want to know the history of Wonder Woman, then go check out Rob at his YouTube channel, Comics Explained. He does a way better job at explaining the DC world than I ever could. I love him. For real, though. That's how I got all my information, so go check him out. But first, read the book. So that was my intro. Like, I was, I just, I love that intro. Like, that's one of my, it, no, that's my a ones. really good one because that's literally just, that's how you would sound if you were just talking to a friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, so I'm not going to talk about this or this or this. Because, I mean, I obviously don't know anything about Wonder Woman. Moving on. Um, like, <laughs> Well, like, for that, I actually did my research. Like, I wanted to make sure that my, my viewers, if they were big into the DC world, because these books are huge right now. Um, there's four in the series, and they're all based on different DC characters. And I just was like, I need to know... Wonder Woman because really all I knew was from the 1950s TV shows and the new movie that had come out so me and David had started watching uh, Rob's podcast or not podcast YouTube's channel and I just got so much information he had so much cool stuff going on that I was just like I have to promo this guy I don't like he'll probably never see this but I just I gotta tell everybody how awesome oh, the yeah. Rob core is and I'm totally a part of now the Rob Core. No, that's exactly where I learned about Thanos because I literally did not know a single thing about Thanos going into Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I have no idea what's going to be happening. And I feel like maybe I need a little bit of background. Having watched Infinity War, they really don't explain who no. Thanos is at all other than the fact that he's just a bad dude that's got some gauntlets. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I'm kind of glad that I watched that ahead of time. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, I guess I didn't necessarily need it. It didn't change the movie for me no. at all, like knowing the background. But yeah. maybe but, if Rob had his own Goodreads, it would have. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you I, I guess to end the, end, or wrap up the podcast, are you still leaning towards blogging? Are you leaning more towards it? Or are you at the same, like stopping at, point. The, at this point that I'm at right now I I'm thinking about it more and more each time I do it yeah as of right now I've been in a really bad reading slump most of the summer and I'm sitting here thinking about like well if I'm not reading and if I'm not putting anything out then my page will suffer and that kind of takes away why I started this to begin with. My my point to do this was to have fun, to get my ideas out, to promote good books. And I still want that, and I don't want it to become a chore. 
I completely understand that. So I'd rather put out funny content whenever I can and good content whenever I can rather than having to push something out consistently. I absolutely understand that. Well, if you guys are bloggers or if you guys want to see a blog or have any tips for Ashley on moving forward into blogging world and how to manage time, anything like that, tweet at us at Wine and Dine Pod on Twitter. Um, you know, comment on an Instagram post. Uh, you know, basically anything that you can to get a hold of us or comment on one of her Goodreads and like thumbs up some of her reviews and be like, I need this in a blog. <laughs> Start it now. And maybe if she has enough support, she'll just be like, fine. And she'll give in and she'll give me what I want. <laughs> I like how I sit here and pretend that like, oh, you have to do it when I'm not the one putting in the work for it. At well, all. we have talked about moving my blogs onto the main subject tonight page. Yeah. So if you guys aren't, you know, aware of that website, um, we've just gone ahead and made it all one because I paid for one donate domain name last year. It's just the subject tonight.com, but then we have our own drop down tab of wine and dine. It's going to have all of our episodes on it and it's got Ashley's Goodreads page at least linked, linked. to it. So, um, one day maybe. maybe there will be a blog on there as well. Oh, no. <laughs> so, okay, we're wrapping it up. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> let you get out of here, but uh, I'm Megan. I'm Ashley, and this, this was, was Wine and Dine. The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest, or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail dot com. I have an idea for your first blog. What? A Yeti in the Mist. Oh, sweet Jeebus! <laughs>